I am Nora Hart, president of the Enigma Society. I am Bonin, the librarian. I will pass on what you have done to me to Nora. She will find you. Welcome to the Enigma Society. It's the second night on campus, so it's the second night that the Barbarian Society is here having a bar tab. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's Gore I'm here. Gore go is go. here. Hey, yes. <laughs> oh, hello. Almost didn't hear you. So our three academic adventurers settle in for a weekend of reading and studying and note taking. Meanwhile, somewhere in a library with dark wood shelves, a shadowy figure reads and studies and plans and plots. And now we continue. We catch up with our postgraduates a week after their last adventure, or misadventure, we might say, in one of the many grass areas of the campus. Currently, the Student Barbarian Society is holding a tournament in what they are calling Barbarian Chess. And I'm sure some of our players are involved either actively or just sitting by the side trying to understand what's going on. So who here would be playing and who here is just watching? Oh, Meredith is totally playing. I am watching. I'm definitely is 100% watching, yeah. not getting involved with nope. whatever sweaty activity this turned out to be. <laughs> I feel like I'm sort of lounging back, just watching very much intently, just observing everyone being like, why? Why is, why is this a sport? <laughs> what is this? Okay, so what you see is uh, they have pegged out some areas in this in this this grass area they are 30 feet by 25 feet rectangular areas and one team of people stands on one side on the, the short end and the other team stands on the other short end and they seem to be throwing wooden blocks at other wooden blocks in an attempt to knock them over and as you're sitting there watching potentia and harold gore comes over hello friends I am looking for new players to join in Barbarian Chess. Would you be interested in joining my team? I don't know that I am uh, dexterous enough to play, or strong enough, Gore, to play such a game that that, uh, that you seem so very adept at. Yes, I'm, I'm rather afraid I would be um, uh, an embarrassment, honestly. <laughs> More of a hindrance than a help. No, no, it's, yes. it's all for fun. You, come, play. I just look at Harold and just go... I mean, he seems so excited. Oh, all right. I suppose... (sighs) Never going to hear the end of this one, I'm sure, but that's fine. Meredith would be very angry at both of us if we sat here all day. She's standing over on on the field uh, with some other people, like, anxiously, like, watching you. Come on, come and play! What do I need to do, Gore? What do I need to do? I've not stood up. She potentially has not stood up yet. She's just trying to work out what has to happen. So Gore, in his uh, seven feet of of height and muscle, just beams at you. Gore will explain barbarian chess. It can be played <laughs> one-on-one or on teams. And what we do is there are five, we call them skulls, but they haven't been skulls for many generations. Five skulls on one side and five skulls on the other. And in the middle, we have the king. And we take the bones. We use wooden clubs, don't worry. And we take turns and throw them at the skulls. 
and the goal is to knock over their opponent's skulls. Then, if you knock over their skulls, they, they throw them to your side of the field, and that is your new starting line for throwing at the king. It's very simple. Come play. Mm-hmm. Potentially just turns to Harold and raises an eyebrow. <laughs> Gore, tell me, is there is there a prize or something for, for winning it? Um, what did you call it? Uh, well, it is known as barbarian chess, but we have another word for it. Not important now. Something tells me that it might be, but okay, I'll bite. Um, sure, you know what? You only live once, and people can only watch you fail miserably at something so many times. Um, what's the worst that could happen? Don't worry, we play very safely here, only throwing at skulls, not other players. Are you sure that your other barbarian friends would want me to play after the events of Orientation Week? No, no, you... that was all... Uh, wiped aside like so much blood on table at Barbarian Drinking Night, if you recall. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh. the flipping oh, is the best. So Fine. good. And I just, she just sort of stands up as elegantly as she can, getting off the ground. Good. Come, we play. And he basically drags both of you across the field to the where they've set up. Um, so, Meredith, you're currently standing with the two opposing players. It's going to be it's going to be Gore, mm-hmm. uh, Potentia, and Harold playing against yourself, a, a human woman uh, in the barbarian society named Heidi, and uh, a very mm-hmm. sheepish boy who has been roped in, who you recognise as Thomas, the male boy, the the newspaper boy. <laughs> Yes. Yes. He seems completely. <laughs> it seems like he, he was there to cover the event uh, for the newspaper and has been roped in like so many other people seem to be. Yeah. Uh, so just. Excellent. Can I just. Can I just turn because Gore's an amazing like, self promoter. And just say, there are very few barbarians, it seems, playing barbarian chess today. Oh, we had some injuries earlier on, but it's okay now. Many barbarians uh, are resting. He points over to a tree where there's some barbarians, like, we'll say asleep underneath this tree. (laughs) They are sleeping. Yes, they are sleeping. Um, But there are also some other barbarians in, like, other uh, squared off areas still playing. Okay. So this is uh, Heidi. She is new to barbarian society. Very enthusiastic. And I think you have met Thomas before. He is newspaper boy. He kind of, like, waves sh- shyly at you. I don't say anything because I know better at this point than to say anything to Thomas because I know what he thinks of me. And, of course, you know uh, Meredith. Meredith is, like, holding one of the, the wooden poles, which is, like, nearly as tall as she is, and she's like, Hello! <laughs> uh, Heidi will come over. No, you hold the femur more like this. Oh, sorry, club. Club like this. Oh, oh, like, um, and she kind of tries to move her hands and, like, like, is massively struggling and the thing's, like, dragging her backwards a little bit. And she's like, this? Yes. Very, very <laughs> good. Excellent. Awesome. Okay, I might need to throw it very, very right, soon. so uh, we'll just, we'll streamline this game and we'll just get some dexterity uh, checks on you all. All right. Just straight decks or? Um, we'll call it a ranged attack. All right, I am. If that helps you. And no. I'm not content yeah. to leave this up to D and D Beyond after last session's debacle. All right, that twenty. Um, I got a fourteen. <laughs> yeah, crit, 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 but crit. also no, you're not, not on my 20. team. Uh, I am not proficient. I got a fourteen plus three nice. plus dexterity. Nice. <laughs> I mean, that twenty plus three. So Seventeen. Like. Yeah, yeah. All right, so with. Uh, your nat 20 was unnatural 20. Uh, Harold's 10 against the other teams uh, 17, 15, and what was yours, Meredith? Uh, 17. Uh, I think Gore's team is going to be the winners in this match. <laughs> oh, uh, with a surprisingly good throws from Potentia, it turns out you have like the perfect wrist action needed to like hit those those skulls. Of course she does. Never played before, beginner's luck. 
Absolute beginner's luck. Absolute beginner's luck. Absolute beginner's luck. It must just be, you know, I've, I've, tra- I've traveled a lot and it seems familiar in some ways, but, but it's a very different game. Uh, Gore will like just be beaming, like pat on the chest. You are modest. No, you win. Good going. Good game. Uh, and Heidi is over on the other side of the team, over the side of the field. We did really well. I think you know next time we'll we'll be even better. This was our this was your first game, Thomas. Yours as well, Meredith. You, I think you showed real promise. Mm. Oh, I'm very pleased with how I went. I mean, considering this thing is almost as big as I am, I reckon I did pretty well. This is so much fun. I'm not sure why you picked up the the three foot bone because we have these other one foot sized ones. But I mean, it's very very good that you decided to be enthusiastic with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would absolutely just want to point out that I can one hundred percent do whatever anybody else can do. Of course, I would. I would never mm-hmm. say otherwise. I mean, have you mm-hmm. have you seen have you seen Sigurd? He she points over to a, a gnome who's on the other side of the thing, and he is first of all the most ripped person you've ever seen in your entire life. <laughs> and he is like yes. dual wielding these clubs. Great. And Meredith just kind of takes a, a glance at her weedy little arms and goes, uh-huh, yes. It's at this moment <laughs> that a raven flies across the field and lands squarely on the club that Potentia is holding. This raven has a ring on its, on its ankle uh, with a piece of parchment tucked into it, and it looks at you expectantly. Um, I lean the club in such a way that it sort of can hop down towards me because the club is like a foot away from me, so that I can take mm-hmm. the piece of parchment off the um, off the ring, fully aware that there is no way I can hide the fact that this has flown into my possession. Well, uh, right so now. you're new to the city. But Harold is quite familiar with the fact that ravens are often used as messenger birds within the city and within the, the countryside in general here. Uh, so this is not particularly unusual. Um, you have seen them flying around, but it is the first one you've seen like in a bit. They, they cost some money to use. Mm. It like puts its leg out expect- expectantly at you, Potentia. Yeah, so I take the little whatever piece of parchment is tucked into the mm-hmm. ring. Uh, it squawks and then flies away. Cool. Um, I, like, move myself to the edge of, like, away from Gore, towards the edge of the pitch. Pitch? Mm-hmm. We'll go with pitch. Um, yeah. Field. <laughs> and, um, and, like, un- unroll? Yeah. The unroll the... Um, so it's, it's a short thing. message, and it just says, help, librarian, basement... Now. Right. I walk towards where all my stuff is and like like clearly read the thing going somewhere right now. <laughs> with a with a noted look of like this isn't great on my face. Okay. Meredith definitely picks up on that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Harrod will um, as well and she kind of his excellent perception. <laughs> and she um she kind of wanders over to her and takes her to one side and goes, Um, are you okay? Is everything alright? Um I don't don't um what's happened um, i'm just gonna hand her the note because i like this site is something where i'm like i i don't have Mm. i i can't ask you Mm. for help right now because i like i can't yeah okay but like i'm gonna show you the information that i have and i'm just gonna keep packing Mm -hmm. up my stuff Mm -hmm. like make Mm -hmm. sure i've got everything all right meredith um beckons harold over and shows him the note as Uh, well gore comes over as well because he's he's 100 in on whatever's going on right now oh Slightly concerning. Um, mm. What is what has happened? What is the problem? Well, we just uh, our friend here just um, received this somewhat concerning mm. note. Um, seems odd there would be an emergency in a library of all places, but yeah, I reckon we should go and yes. check it out. Potentially, I mean, has started to like leave at this point to head to the mm-hmm. library. Like she's not, she's not. So we're going to follow. Gore will call out to Heidi. Heidi, are you okay to take over? And Heidi you like your waves, and Gore will come too. He decides to run off with you. Yes. Yes, Gore's coming with us. I'm so pleased. Uh, so you run over to the library into the postgraduate area downstairs, making your way past the, the books, the shelves, uh, to the area of the library that you haven't really been to that much apart from just checking out a few books. And someone's missing from this library that you haven't seen that you're expected to. Bonin. Where's Bonin? Bonin. 
Don't you hurt Bonin, Ben! Don't you hurt Bonin! Gore is looking around as well. I did not see Bonin at Barbarian Chess today. He was invited. Mm. But I do not see him here. Well, the letter said basement. Maybe we should head downstairs. Okay, you go downstairs uh, and Gore at this point, uh, who is a third year PhD and quite familiar with the library, kind of takes charge and, and leads you down to what is seemingly a very sparse room with just a table in the middle with a wide, shallow bowl with what looks like melted candle wax and two low-burning wicks uh, still alight in this bowl. Can we see anything else in the room? Or is it that literally it? Uh, That is what is literally it. Um, Gore is like searching through his pockets for something, but he don't know what he's doing. Mm -hmm. Gore, what? What's going on? Like full like brain panic, but can't words right now. Gore is looking for library card. One moment. The wax in the bowl starts to like slither and shift and move into a very basic featureless head with those two wicks as the eyes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Hello. Meredith is like, oh, hello. Who are you? I am the directory for the library. Oh, can we find, do you guys, uh, do you just have a um, catalogue of books or do you have a catalogue of people? I know. Because we're looking for someone. I know what's going on within the library. You can call me the directory. Bonin calls me Gloop. Uh, We'll go with Gloop if that's okay. Very well. Um, Gloop, have you seen Bonin anywhere? He was in the lower levels of the library, but due to some unusual circumstances, I don't know where he is exactly anymore. Wait, what did you mean unusual? Well, there seems to be something messing with my ability to to sense the lower levels of the library. Hmm. Hmm. Do you know what it is? I detected there were some people in the library who did not have library cards. And then something Ooh. went fuzzy and I... I can't see the lower levels anymore. But I bone and went okay. down with some, some companions to go and investigate, but they haven't come back. Um, DM question. Do we have do we have library cards? Do we the three of us have library cards? You have student IDs, but you don't have library cards yet. Oh. Mm-hmm. Wait, would I have a library card? I feel like I might have one. You might have one, but you don't have a capital L library card. Ah, uh, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But Gore does. Gore is, is searching himself for what apparently he has a library card. Mm-hmm. So I was concerned. I have a list here that Nora gave me and so I went alphabetically so I sent a letter to Potentia. That's me. Hello. I am the the index. Yes. Uh, Nora gave me a list and you were the first one on the list alphabetically if I needed help. Alphabetically by last name or alphabetically by first name? By last name. That makes more sense. <laughs> uh, Nora went down Why, what's your last with, name, with Bonin to, to investigate. Can I follow them, given that Nora has given you my name? I, I c- clearly just want to help. Yes, but first you'll have to fill out the paperwork to get your library card. And he reaches with these two little globby arms into his own mouth and pulls out paper and ink and Ugh. quill. Here you go. And he like stretches his arms out onto the table. Please fill out this paperwork and then I can give you library cards. Um, Meredith just kind of gingerly reaches for the, the piece of paper. It is completely dry and, then... and, and fine. It's... Mm. Ah! <laughs> there is there is an That's audible nice. sigh from Harold as it's like, fine, let's get it over with. And just furious scribbling. Mm-hmm. And as you're filling out this paperwork, like who you are, uh, proof of identification uh, behind you. I found it. My library card. Oh, hello, Gloop. Hooray. How is Gore the only one here who already has one of these things? Because he's a third year PhD. Gore is <laughs> yes, third year PhD. I feel like I've been slacking. Uh, yeah, frantically filling out paperwork, like shove it back at Gloop. It's like, nope, nope, mm-hmm. I'm done. Get rid of it. He takes the paperwork and then... Oh. Ugh. 
Uh. Filled out correctly. And he hands you a card with a a rough sketch of yourself as the photo ID. I take Mm -hmm. it with, like, the very ends of my fingernails, just more from a light. It is a rough sketch of you in this exact moment looking a little disgusted, reaching for the card. (laughs) It's fair. (laughs) And I'm just like, "Can can I get a new sketcher image? No? Great. And I just... If Put you it. fill out the appropriate paperwork, we can get you a new card. A- another, another time. There's no another time. time, perhaps. Oh. And then just like slides it in her pocket because, like, okay. Uh, the rest of you fill out your paperwork and hand it to Gloop, who, yeah, uh, in a similar fashion, produces library cards for you. Yep. Meredith is like delightfully disgusted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, now that you all have library cards, you may enter the lower library and a uh, panel on this wall clicks and slides back to reveal a staircase. Before we go, go, where was the last place that you detected Bonin and Nora? The last place I detected them was on sub-level 10 of the library, which is as far as I am able to detect at the moment. Wait, how many sub-levels are there? There are 20 sub-levels of the library. Okay, wow, okay. Well, this place is a lot more interesting than I thought. It's like an iceberg. It's much bigger below the surface. So it would seem. All right. Hmm. Um, wow. Well, I suppose we should get going. Yes. Yes, we should. Thank you. Yes. I would appreciate um, if you could bring back the head of the library. He is important to the functioning of the building. Of course. Mm, definitely. He's important to us as well. It's all right, Gloop. We'll mm-hmm. bring him back. And with that, the three of you... Oh, sorry, the four of you, Gore mm-hmm. as well, make your way down the stairs to the first sub-basement level, which is a large, high-ceiling room with rows upon rows of books and study spaces. As you enter this room, there are suits of armour arranged along the wall, and two of them snap to attention as you walk in and look at you. Gore holds up his library card. I have library card. Is good. Um, I do the same. I hold it up. And I just grin, hopefully. And the suits of armour return back to their stationary positions. Awesome. I am guessing you have not been here before to lower library? No. I mean, we only just got our, our library card score. Of course. Yes. Mm. Is a nice place. Good place for, for studying. Although it is very empty at the moment. Usually more people. Is here. anybody else? Hmm. Is, is anybody else apart from the postgrads allowed in here or is this just specifically for us? No, this is postgraduates only. Awesome. There are things in, in library which are dangerous for undergrads. Oh, like what? Knowledge is power and sometimes power is danger. Mm. That wasn't very specific. I read it once in a book. <laughs> Looks like your mm. cloak is going to be getting lots of use down here, Meredith. Absolutely. And it's kind of like doing this twitchy thing like um, Doctor Strange's cloak does. It's like looking at all of the books. The collar like is like shuffling and, and excited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you make your way through this section of the library, which is... Uh, lots of books and lots of like study areas off to the side. There's a a magical light that's filling the whole room. And the whole place is actually remarkably clean of dust and, and things. And there is not a hint or, or sign of any kind of mold. So as you make mm-hmm. your way down the, to the next layer, it's a similar room. But you notice that some of the books uh, are, are sitting on the floor. In, in unusual piles. They are stacked in ways that you wouldn't expect someone to just lay books here. They've, they're stacked spiralling and, and curving upwards. So including the shelves? No, the shelves are, are regular bookshelves, but there are just piles of books between the aisles. Oh, okay. So there are bookshelves, yeah. but there are... Uh, yeah, and okay. there is some kind of uh, silver mechanical construct that is looking at books and then attempting to reshelve them. Oh... And you, you make your way past it. It doesn't give you any mind as you as you walk past it. It just kind of hums mm-hmm. as you walk. And we'll, you'll continue down a couple more layers. It's just very much like this. But you notice that as you get deeper into the library, it seems to become less and less ordered. Mm-hmm. 
In particular, as you get down to the fourth level of the library, some of you who are particularly detail-oriented might be frustrated at the books being incorrectly shelved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's your friendly Dungeons & Doctors DM here wanting to thank you for listening to the episode, getting into this new arc. Uh, reminding you to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at DN Doctorates and use the hashtag DN Doctorates. We have our first message for the show. This is from Lachlan and it's for us the cast. Uh, and Lachlan says, I would like to give Ben, Joe, Kate, and Ross a round of applause for how the campaign is running. I have found it entertaining and I cannot wait for future episodes. Roll well and may the Nat 20s always be in your favour. Thank you very much, Lachlan. We we appreciate that. We've really loved all the support that the show has gotten since its release. Reminding you that you can get your message on the show. Give a shout out to a DM or a special someone in your life. You can find the links via our social media channels. Just follow the link tree link. I want to thank you all for listening to the show and let's get right back into it. The next episode is coming out Thursday, the 17th of September. As you walk, Harold gets the feeling that you're being watched. Hmm. Disturbing? Um. Some, something above is is moving on, along the... Are you all right, along Harold? Along the top of the bookshelves. Do you ever get the feeling that your someone's eyes are on you? Ooh, um, no, but I trust your instincts. Can, um, can Meredith do a perception check? She can. Yeah, I'll do one as well. Yes. Oh, my God. Hang on. <gasps> yes! I feel, I feel like this is an all-in moment, so hang on. Yeah, that's a 23 for me. So, <laughs> that's a, a 10? That's a 10. Mm. <laughs> Eight for Harold, because D&D Beyond okay. sucks! <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just because you didn't get the role you wanted I have a plus five to perception Dang it. I, just <laughs> add you rolled a a three yeah, yeah. Three, yeah. Uh, so Meredith you notice that on top of this bookshelf there are some books which are perched precariously that look like mm-hmm. they should fall but they mm-hmm. aren't Okay. you get the impression that they're almost looking at you. Meredith kind of freezes and like puts her arms out to stop the others from walking and then she just like wordlessly points up. I take the like hand to the stomach and almost double over because there's no way that that's reaching higher on me than that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I'll but let yeah. you roll a perception with advantage so we can, you two can re-roll and I'll let Gore re-roll as well. Oh, poor Gore. Oh, what did Gore get? He got a 12. 11! Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> One of those was a nat. One of those was a nat one. Uh, <laughs> so Harold, ten. Okay. <laughs> You're too distracted by the disordered books, Harold. We both are. Um, we can't deal with this disorder. Okay, Meredith is just going to be like, guys, up there. There's something watching us. Those books really don't look friendly at all. Um, is anybody else seeing that? No. <laughs> because technically, I mean, I'm I not. see. Obviously, I see books. See the there books, are a lot of like, books. <laughs> yeah, guys, keep it down. I just the, look, those ones there that are leaning kind of out. They look like they're about to fall. So do you want me to push them back? You'd need to get a ladder. Um, how tall is the ceiling high. in this just, library? They're like they're twenty foot tall ceilings. Oh, okay. Let, let's let's just move very. Very carefully okay. and very quietly. I can pull a thing out of a pocket that I don't actually have right now that would be able to telescope in such a way, but it's fine. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, you decided it wasn't of value. So can we try and sneak past You can it? roll stealth checks. if You if you, you yes. can roll stealth checks. The other two might roll stealth checks if they think they have been convinced enough. <laughs> I have not been convinced enough. Yes, I don't, look, I don't know if we have time for this. Let's just keep going. But uh, uh, we've got to find. We've got to find Bonin. Like this is it'd be ridiculous. Yes, but there's a pile of books up there. There are a lot of piles of books. I I don't know what to say. I mean, we're in a library. Is breaking. I just turn to Harold and go. 
Well, we'll keep going and she can, you know, creep around here as much as she likes. <laughs> I mean, <sighs> she kind of draws her, her rapier um, just in case. Okay, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, at us? Like, <laughs> no, no, no. Was not ready and for like Casey holds it that. to one side and like glares at the other two, other three. Oh yeah, um, how's Gore going in all this? kind of continues on. Uh, Gore is, is solidly on board with going down further and not paying attention to leaning books. All right. We continue on? You continue on. I'm just going to keep a beady eye on that pile of books. Okay. So since you're the only one paying attention to the books as you continue to walk through this room, you see that these pile of of six or seven books shift together. (gasps) Guys, 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 guys. Tell me you saw that. Saw what? It moved. I swear Can I it moved. look up and tell whether it is in a different position to the way I saw the perfectly ordinary pile of books? Roll a perception. This is going so well. <laughs> I, I used my beautiful Nat 20 playing a game. <laughs> I know. Well done. 18. There we go. <laughs> you used yes! that Nat 20 to win that game, I technically. Did and impress score. <laughs> Good. Yes. Uh, yeah, uh, yes, the books have definitely moved. Okay, you saw that, right, Potentia? I'm not losing uh, my mind. Hang on, I didn't see them move, but they do look like they're in a different position now. Right, because there's something up there. Harold, did these move? To me, they look like they're in a different position. Now, I'm not saying we need to waste time, but... Gore will go ahead. You investigate books, and he runs off down the down the hall. Wait, uh, I'm I'm gonna follow him. I there's no way I'm leaving him alone. Um. Yeah, um, I, Meredith is kind of like uh, I feel like we shouldn't leave. These okay, alone, so but... uh, Meredith and Potentia are not going to be surprised because you're watching ah. it. But these books, you, will you be surprised? I just won't give advantage to this. Yeah. <laughs> surprised, you know. Oh, not surprised, you know. That's a condition that we are now under. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> These books leap off of the shelf, forming a large snake made entirely of Good. books as it leaps off the shelf and attempts to bite Potentia with its mouth made of books. Uh, you would describe this as some kind of giant snake. Mm-hmm. It rolls a 16 to hit you. Does well, that hit you? Okay, so this is a question that I have that I now need to... Because I was going to ask you something about the start of the day today, but I can't go back and like re-ask this question because we kind of jumped straight into the middle of the day. Because I was going to have had potential in the morning cast Mage Armor on herself as a mm-hmm. ritual in the morning. Like, that's the thing she does now when she gets up. Which... Okay. So it, it's... It, but that's, so that's entirely up to you whether that... Yeah, no, that's if that's something that Potentia is doing now. How long does yeah. Mage Armor last? Is it the whole day? Um, it's eight hours, so... Yeah, okay, you're, you're within the eight hours then, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. hang on, let okay. me just... So with your magical armor that sits invisible and less active... My AC is 16. So Meet it to be. matches. <laughs> which is better than 13, which is what it yes. is without Mage Armor. Yes, so you are going to receive a pretty pretty vicious uh, paper cut here. Uh, that is going to be 12 points of slashing damage. Dude! Oh! God, As this book comes down. Like, so Gora's already Harold. left the room, but Harold is halfway out the door when he, when he hears these pile of books hit the ground. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hang on. Did uh, they get a surprise have... round on us despite the fact that it's, this is basically combat? That's unfair. Uh, I, I'm putting them at the top of the initiative as a, a layer action. Right. And I'll get initiative rolls from everybody. Fair. Okay. Hmm. Seven. Eighteen. Uh, Seventeen. Okay, so Meredith, you're up first. All right, I'm going to... Um... This, this large snake made entirely of books has just slashed your friend in front of you. Your rapier is drawn still. Yep. Uh, and it is 10 feet away. Okay. I'm going to... Um, I'm thinking Thunderclap or Thunderwave. Um, Thunderwave will hit me. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, let's go Thunderclap. Range of five feet. 
any creature other than you within five feet of you must make a constitution saving throw. So mm -hmm. you. So it will hit you. It depends on where you, you are. You could also step forward. Okay, because I'm next to you. Well, well you can be in a position okay. where you're not five feet from me, but you're in contact. You're five yeah, foot so from we'll, that creature. So the, the shelves right. are 10 feet apart. There's enough space for you mm -hmm. to stand side by side. And this snake mm -hmm. is 10 feet in front of you. It can kind of lash out okay. and attack you. So I'm going to cast Thunderclap. Um, so that's a constitution saving throw. Mm -hmm. They have to beat 13. All right, let me roll that. And it yeah. fails its check. Ah. That's, that's, oh, so that's hang good on, for you. So, that so works. you do 1d6 of thunder right. damage. Yeah, okay. So that's five damage. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to turn to Potentia and say, um, Potentia, you've absolutely got this. I 100% believe in you. Um, and I'm going to cast Bardic Inspiration. So what exactly does Thunderclap do? How, how would you describe Thunderclap? Um, Thunderclap, I'm going to... Um, so Meredith puts her rapier away and then just kind of like makes this really like expressive sort of clapping motion with her two hands, mm -hmm. like in front of her, like an alligator. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> and, um, and sends like a, a shock wave, a wave of sound towards this um, this book. So she's, when you make sound, you push you're like, air in waves like and compression the waves. The little prawn with its little yeah. bubble of. Yes! The mantis yes. shrimp! <laughs> yes! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So not only uh, do you knock this creature, uh, it like rears back as you hit it, but books on the yes. shelves around you get blown back as well. It mm -hmm. can be heard 100 yeah, feet absolutely. away too. So. Gore would hear this potentially as well. Yes, but it might mm -hmm. take him around to come so, up. So am I... Can you form, like, cavitation bubbles in air? Because oh, I know yeah. the mantis So a cavitation bubble cavitation is just an area in... of lower pressure. Yeah. yeah. So it's not yeah. actually technically full vacuum, but it's it's less pressure than the surrounding area. So that's so 100% what you do, right? So, You're like, cavitation yeah. bubble. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, off it goes. Right, so is 100%. What do you do? Um, cool. So having... Just looking at it... Um, do I? It, it it appears to me to be made of paper. Yes. Everything that everything that that a book is made of. Yes. Great. Mm. Uh, yeah. Uh, and remember, you've got one d six extra. Yes. To add to any ability. I'm check. aware. That's okay. I'm just trying to do some math. Can I move myself? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to move my full movement away from it. That's thirty feet. Yep. Like so, I can still see it, but I'm thirty feet away from it. Yep, yep, further down the aisle, yep. Uh, sure, I was kind of hoping not to be in, like, not aiming into the aisle, but sure. <laughs> I guess if I don't have a, mm. the luxury of that, then... Don't have a luxury at the moment. Fine. You're, it's, you're, you're fighting within aisles of books. Okay, that's cool. Um, so yeah, 30 feet away from it, um, and I want to, because if it's made of books, what else would I do? Um, mm. I'm going to cast Firebolt at it, which is a cantrip ball of fire, which is a ranged spell attack. So I am going to roll to yep, hit it. roll to hit. Does 17 hit it? It does. Great. So now I do, and I didn't need my bardic inspiration yet, so I still have that for later. And I need mm -hmm. 1d10. Yeah, Ooh, hello. Ooh. Uh, that does eight points of damage. Eight points of fire damage. It does more than eight points of fire damage. It does double damage. Because it's made of <laughs> so why I looked at it first. <laughs> um, so uh, that's basically like if you imagine a baseball, someone throwing a baseball of fire, it's mm -hmm. just like pulls it out of nowhere it's, and hurls it. See, this is why you're so good at barbarian chess. Yeah. All that practice throwing, that practice fireballs. throwing fireballs at not family members, definitely not. Why would why would children throw fireballs at each other? Mm. That would be mm. bad form. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Totally. Definitely. Mm. Uh, so this this creature, um, which uh, was momentarily engulfed in flames, rears back and roars in pain. Harold. How far away am I, would you say? I would say you are 50 feet away from it. All right. I will move forward my full movement of 30 feet. Which will move you past Potentia. Oh, really? Mm. Well, I'm now 40 feet away from it. Right. How far away is Meredith? Five foot. Pretty close. Oh damn! <laughs> All right. She's yeah. All right. She's, she's, she's close. close to it. All right. So I, I sort of, I sort of turn around and go, "What the hell is going on? Oh my!" And then run 
uh, run <laughs> towards the snake, having t- this this on fire at the moment snake. And um, you see, I, I whip out the constellation orb and I, I flick my wrist like Indiana Jones. And you see this, basically this like, it looks like if a constellation was like a whip, there are stars connected by like thin beams of like moonlight and just whoosh, lash a thorn whip towards it. Um, I love it. And ooh, it's an 11 though to hit. That does hit. Ooh, ooh. that does hit. All right. And that does four okay. piercing damage to the, the book snake. Four piercing damage, mm-hmm. okay. So it has taken 25 damage at this point for those at home. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, this thing does not look well. Uh, in fact, some of the books are like falling off of it, revealing that there is mm-hmm. something glowing in its center. Ooh. Uh, but it is its turn. And it is going to slither up the bookshelf um, as if it was slithering across the ground, it just goes straight up the bookshelf uh, and across the top towards the where Harold and Potentia are. Just kind of like going like a, a U shape around where Meredith is, um, and mm-hmm. it's now sitting on top of this bookshelf, leering down at both of you. But it's not attacking you this so round. It's... Like, leering down at Potentia okay. and Harold, uh, but not, not right. making an attack this round. So it's my go yes. now. All right, so. Um, I'm going to cast Healing Word on Potentia. Thanks. No worries. I think I'm going to go second level. Um, and it says, a creature of your choice that you can see within range regains hit points equal to 1d4 plus your spell casting ability modifier. So how do I find that? So it's a d4 plus um, your charisma based, so it'd be your charisma modifier. Do I have to roll to hit? You automatically hit her. Yeah. It's just a healing right. word. You, you say some magical words of healing and she feels invigorated okay. and healthier. So I got two plus three is five. I'm on 11. Okay. Thank you all. No worries. And I'm going to stay where I am. Potentia. I don't really want to light the library on fire. Is this thing still on fire or is it just... No, it's 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 more smoldered. That's fine, because I probably can't do the same thing again. Oh, hang on, hang on. I cast that second level. Oh, oh yeah. So that's... Yeah, so I get another d4. Cool. Sorry. That's fine. Uh, so that is um, an additional three. So I'm on 14. That's much less yeah. dead. Um, that's fun. <laughs> I, do, I do love Sorry. the idea of just someone just being like, Whip, you're healthy now, because that's how Woo-hoo! medicine works. <laughs> Um, oh, yeah, it's magic, magic totally. <laughs> yeah. I will... Mm, okay. So the, the books that, that you set on fire are sitting on a like a, a small pile near where Meredith is because it kind of yeah. shed those books as it climbed up the bookshelf. Yeah. How far away from me is it right now? It is at the top of a 20-foot bookshelf. Okay. Um, um, so Sorry, not 20-foot. It's a 15-foot bookshelf because of the five-foot okay. gap for the ceiling so uh, based on the fact that it's that far away I'm going to move to the mathematically furthest distance I can get away from it Mm -hmm. so you're running back towards Meredith I'm going to cast fireball fire bolt again alright roll Um, ahead that is a maths 13 9 that hits great Uh, that's an an 8 double damage which actually makes it a 16 (laughs) Do not put Potentia in a library. It's it's a dangerous place. So, Harold, what are you doing? It is currently 15 feet above you. And it's just glaring at us, not doing anything? Uh, It is on fire, and it looks (laughs) particularly in pain. (laughs) All right. And it has... but It has had to to shed some books last term to free itself from that fight. It it looks skinnier than than (laughs) when you first landed. And it has a glowy core, we're saying. Yes, so there's there's something in its... um, Give me a perception check. Since you're the closest to it. Oh, come on. <laughs> I will reveal this to the audience in a second, but... Um... Oh, you... No! <laughs> Natural one. <sighs> okay, you are you are oh, overcome no. by the stresses of battle and you don't, don't see the thing. Yep, all right, in which case... He just thinks it's totally okay for a, a thing to be on fire yeah. in the library. All right, well... Having this is fine. Having sort of missed whatever mystery that is, uh, Thorn Whip, I guess. Uh, All right, roll to hit. That'll be a fifteen to hit. It does, and five piercing damage. This thing is not looking healthy. 
I will back up mm -hmm. the opposite direction to Meredith and Potentia another 15 meters mm -hmm. as well with my movement. Um, Gore gets to the top of the stairs after finally catching up to you guys. Looks around, sees the snake, points. What is that? <laughs> he says in the most surprised voice you've ever heard him have. Meredith just kind of yells, I told you so! <laughs> I'm going to use my free action as a reaction to that to say, well, now's not really the time to brag. <laughs> um, <laughs> this pile of books is going to shed the books that are on fire, getting, again, much, much smaller. And uh, you can no longer see it, but you can hear it slithering across the top of the bookshelf. This is not okay. Uh, there is also a... a pile of smoking books on top of the bookshelf next to, well, next mm -hmm. to where Potentia and Harold were just standing. Uh, Meredith? Um, how far am I away from Gore? Uh, you would be 50 feet from Gore. Mm, okay. I think he's a little bit too far away. Um, who's closest to me? That would be Potentia, who is now basically standing next to you again. Alright. Um, what's your strength modifier, Potentia? Me? Uh, plus mm. one. Mm. What do you want? So I'm wondering if you could potentially, like, throw me up onto the top of the bookshelf. You cannot make the distance. Do I have to toss you? Um, well, hang on. I'm six foot. Mm. Mm -hmm. She could lift you. I could lift you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can, like, grab onto I mean, the top. I mean, that would get you... How tall are you? Four foot? Three. Four. Three and Maybe a half. Maybe 12 foot, including, like, stretching your arms and a bit of a shove. Let's say um, that if you both work together uh, yeah. with a acrobatics check from mm -hmm. Meredith, you can get on top of the bookshelf. Okay. So it'll take okay. both of your actions to do this, though. What's acrobatics again? Uh, dex. Dex plus uh, proficiency. If you're proficient in acrobatics, mm. which... Okay, so I've got plus four to acrobatics. That's 18 plus four. No, 19 plus four. Very good. Okay, so together you manage to lift... Uh, Meredith up on top of the bookshelf like, and she like and her give her that last little shove she needs to flip on top of yeah. the bookshelf. Mm -hmm. Cool. So uh, you can now see that this this book snake is more mm -hmm. like a, a book like a book viper maybe. It's much smaller. How come how come um, Meredith didn't get an opportunity attack back two rounds ago when it moved out of her range of it used disengage and then moved. Okay, oh, cool. Okay. That's fine. I was just like, wait a second. Yeah, it, it used moved. disengage, <laughs> moved, used its bonus action to. So now that you're on top of the bookshelf. Yeah. Um, can I take an action or was that my action? Uh, that was your, we'll call it Potentia's action, Meredith's movement. Okay, cool. So I can do something now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to draw my rapier mm -hmm. and. As the only person able slash. to see it now. All right. Um, roll an attack. That's a 17. That hits. What do I do with my rapier? Ah, sing on. Dabby, usually. Uh, yes. 1d8 plus 3. I got a 1 plus 3 is 4. That's enough. <gasps> yes! You managed to carve away the remaining books that it has, exposing one singular, slightly glowing mm -hmm. book, which sits alone on top of this bookshelf. Uh, it's a book that is labelled Snakes of the Jungle and it sits there kind of uh, humming softly. Yes, we'll call that End of Combat as well. Hey folks, Ross here. If you've been enjoying the podcast, please take a moment to rate and review the show on your podcast platform of choice and recommend the show to a friend. It really helps. Our upcoming show, The Common Room, will be a discussion of all things Dungeons and Doctorates, and we want your questions. Hit us up at hashtag DNDoctorates or fill out the Google form, which you can find via our link tree or the wiki. And now, back to the action. Uh, so can I get an investigation check from you, please? Yes, what is my investigation? It's plus three. Okay. So I got 16 plus three is 19. Was this the glowy book in front of the, in the middle? Yes, yes. Okay. You pick it up and it seems to like move in your hands. Like the book itself isn't actually moving, but it feels like it's attempting to, to free itself from your grasp. Mm -hmm. the, whole, the whole experience is particularly uh, unsettling and strange. Okay. 
holding a book that tries to leap out of your hands. Yeah. What's inside the book? Can I open it up? Yep. It's it's a regular book with words and pictures, um, sketches of, of large snakes found in various mm-hmm. jungles. Interesting. Um, okay, so I am going to lean over the top of the bookshelf. Because no, um, no one can see it. you doing this. Like, no one knows what no, happened. No, no. I'm going to throw it down to Potentia and just say, um, so the weird snake thing's gone and uh, this was left inside it. What do you make of it? And so I throw it down to her. Um, I just want to have a dexterity. Just as you, you were going to say. <laughs> dexterity for, for potential? For me yes. to catch it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, that is a 10. You manage to catch it. It almost slips through your fingers, but you, you grab it. Yeah. Cool. Um, I assume I feel the same feeling of, like, it moving, but it not. Yeah, it... It's like it doesn't want to be held by you. It like it wants to cool. be released. Um, it's definitely a book about big snakes. It definitely like by all accounts, looking at it, it looks like a regular book, except for the faint glow it's emitting, which looks like a special book, not a not a regular book. Yeah. Um, I don't like this at all. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we have time to like hang around and investigate it too much on mm. account of, like, where the hell is Bonin? You can make a arcana um, check, if you would like. Yeah, I, I was like, I know what I want to do to it, but I don't have ten minutes to do that. Mm. So, um, what, what's the... What are you going to do? Uh, I will I will roll the arcana check and just see if I can work out anything without, like... Because it feels magical. It. Yeah. yeah. So that's uh, 20. Non-nat. Um... Yeah, there is something definitely magical going on with this book beyond a normal enchanted book. Because mm-hmm. there are some, you, you would know that there are some tomes which are particularly powerful, potent, magical yeah. things. Like it, it's ticking a lot of those boxes for you. Like, oh, this is a magical book. But at the same time, there's a lot of things that don't line up properly with mm. what in your mind a magical book should be. Does it set off any of my internal alarm bells about um whether it's it feels magical in a good way or magical in a like oh no oh dear um <laughs> kind of uh, way you would, you would need to spend more time okay i don't think we have time right now so um i want to can i like hand the book to harold in order that i can then try and help i'm going to try and help um meredith off the 15-foot yeah. bookcase <laughs> on account of she's three foot tall yeah. and, like, Plus. I got her up there so I should probably help get her down. Mm. Let's do that. Yeah, so so Gora and Harold will walk over to you because the fight is over. Um, mm-hmm. Gora will say, did I just see snake made of books? Yep, that is exactly what you saw. It was super weird. That is not normal in library no, but I feel like if you're ever going to find a magical snake made of books, you'd probably find it in this library. Mm. That does, mm. that tracks, yes. Yeah, uh, can someone help me down from here, please? I reach up to try and help you down, but like, you're, I mean, I'm, I can probably reach nine foot. You are still yeah. six feet away from me. I'm probably going to have to jump, hey. Uh, you can make an athletics check to like, Okay. make sure you don't stack it terribly oh, as you fall down. No. Uh, it's an 18 plus. Yeah, yeah. You, uh, you, you manage yeah, to, like, you, like, lower yourself down off the side and get, like, your feet yeah. just within range of potential. Mm-hmm. Did you say 18 plus 4 for an athletics check? How strong are you? Hang on, not that. Oh, athletics. No, it's 18. No. Sorry, I thought you said acrobatics. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, cause, uh, cause, I thought you said ac- so, acrobatics. So acrobatics is tumbling and flipping. Athletics is climbing. So it'd be and, getting back up. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. She's like, whoa! <laughs> when no, she's jacked. She's minus one strength. So yeah, with Potentia's <laughs> help, you get down. Sweet. I, I ever so slightly wish uh, the audience of the podcast could see the facial expressions that we pull at different points. <laughs> oh no. Um, okay, cool. We should go after Bonin. We should keep going. Yeah. Um, I am going to put the book in my bag. For now, with a view that when I get an opportune moment, 
mm. later to work out what the heck. Uh, so we will continue down into the further levels of the library. Are you a little bit more on edge as you travel? Mm-hmm. Was already on edge. Yep. Still on edge. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Actively, actively, just like scouring all of the, yeah, the archives and mm-hmm. whatnot at this point. Uh, as you get down to the next level, you don't notice anything unusual except there is one of those uh, mechanical library book sorters, which seems to be buried under a pile of books. You just see like an arm and a leg sticking out. Oh. Like, kind of just like jittering back and forth as it tries to. Should, to should free we help itself. it? Um, we don't really have we, time, do we? Perhaps we can help these things on the way back up. Uh, I, okay. I think we're a little Good pressed plan. for time right now. We might be, yeah. Let's do that then. Okay, so as you get down to the next level, like on that on that first step into the level, there's a, a splash. There's mm-hmm. water about an inch deep on this floor. Yeah, okay. This, um, have you ever been down this far, Gore? Is this normal? I have been down here several times, but there is never water here. Okay, um, can Meredith have a look around to see where it's coming from? Yes, you can make a perception. Cool. Mm, that is a 9 plus 7, 16. Uh, it actually seems to be like bubbling up from the stairwell leading down to the next layer. Ugh, so it's coming up the stairs. Mm-hmm. Right, so we'd have to breathe underwater to be able to get down a, a next level. That is potentially a, a thing that happens. So when you say it's coming up the stairs, like is it like a reverse waterfall or is it like... No, it's it's like the as, if you would go downstairs, you would be walking down into underwater. Okay. Yeah, this is a problem, guys. Um, maybe we should look around and see if anybody can find something that'll help us go down further. Does hmm. anybody have like underwater breathing stuff? Because I saw some of that at the Majors, um, that shop that we went into, but we didn't pick any up. Sorry, so the, we, we, we get to the stairs and the stairs are like underwater to the next level. Yeah. Is that what yes. they're yeah. 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 All right, so you, you, you take some time to, to look around and explore this, this level. Yeah. Meredith. Mm-hmm. As you are examining a bookshelf, you notice that one of these books shudders. Mm-hmm. Make a perception check, please. Uh, six plus seven, 13. This is the first instance that you've encountered of a book attempting to hide from you. Ugh. Okay, can I make a lunge for it? You definitely can. Uh, okay, make, I make do an that. Attack. Make an attack roll. An attack roll? Okay. A physical attack roll. Grapple. Oh, that's a seven. Um, seven plus what? Strength. Six. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you lunge for this book and it leaps out of the shelf away from you dragging a bunch of books that trail behind it and it forms into the shape of a monkey. Oh, weird. Can I shout for the others? You can. Uh, this level guys. is a bit more sparse in terms of shelves. There's a bit more like open common study areas. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. But this book is uh, has leapt across to a shelf and it looks at it and goes, no touchy. And it starts climbing up the shelf. Uh, guys, there's something, there's something coming your way. I will try and see what that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on top of this this shelf, you could see like a, a very thin tail made up of rolled up pieces of paper. Mm-hmm. It's like, like whipping back and forth. Well, that's unusual. Uh, and it's it's currently uh, perched on the edge, looking down at Meredith with with great uh, interest. Can I um, try and talk to it? You can. It's also like it's it's like waving its finger at you, like no, no. Hmm. Um. Oh, I'm I'm terribly sorry. Uh, these are your bookshelves. It looks around. No, not not my not oh, mine. Oh well, um, whose bookshelves are they? It like sinks into it into itself. There was a snake. Oh, we ran into the snake as well. It's okay. The snake's gone. Snake's gone. Snake's gone. Yeah. It it looks more relaxed. <laughs> Hey, have you? We're looking for somebody. Have you seen Bonin at all? Do you know who Bonin the librarian is? No. He's like a big guy, bit mean looking, loveliest person you'll ever meet. Looks like a dragon. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Scales. I, I've seen him. Oh, where did he go? Do you remember? Down. He went down. Oh, no. Okay. Um, How long ago did the water start coming in? Do you remember? Um, What is... What is long? Okay. While this is going on, can I cast as a ritual? Because I feel like this is a conversation that's going to go for a minute. Um, can I cast Detect Magic as a ritual just to try and suss out both the monkey and the water? Yes. So I know I'm going to have to just chill for a bit, but like... Mm. Okay, so you're going to like find a I table and then sit down. Well, I'm going to like sit on the table so that I am above the water and not getting mm-hmm. progressively more and more drenched. But yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> So we'll, we'll, cut, we'll cut back to you in, ten, in a couple minutes' time. Yeah, that's fine. Is Meredith trying to explain time to the monkey? <laughs> yes. Meredith is trying to explain the concept of time <laughs> to this book monkey. <laughs> yep. Um. Uh, meanwhile, Harold and Gore uh, are investigating options for, for swimming down these stairs. I am not good swimmer. My people are from the mountain so i don't know how um well that's fine most a lot of people actually don't know how to swim it's quite common gore it's nothing to be embarrassed about um we'll have to try and find some solution for you though i suppose you can't just be delving down into the depths yes that would be good he leans over do you see the monkey made of book uh yes it is this whole thing is rather strange, to be honest, Gore. And um, I've been at this university for quite a while, as, as you may know. And um, I honestly had no idea that there was so much interesting and weird stuff happening down here. I just hope our friend hasn't fallen afoul of it somehow. There is many interesting things down here. So, Meredith, you have uh, attempted to explain the concept of time to this creature. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we cut back to the monkey trying to explain, trying to understand. Yes. Um, can you please give me a, let's call it an intelligence check to try okay. and to see how well you explain the concept of time passing and segments of time so it can give you some kind of estimate. That's 11, so 12. Mm. Dragon man go down sometime, but not long time ago. Okay. Was the was there water there when the dragon man went down the stairs? No. No. Okay. So that mm, interesting. All right. Um, it, it, by the stage, he's, he's climbed down a bit more, so he's closer to you. Yeah. Can I mm. like reach up and touch him and like give him a pat on uh, the shoulder or something? Give me a animal handling check. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Animal handling a book monkey. I love it. 20, so that's 18 plus 2. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, with that, you're able to, like, get close enough to it and and pat its head, which allows... Hi. Hi. You are very cute. Like, turns its head to, like, get behind its, like, its ear a little bit. I give it, like, an ear scritch. (laughs) Amazing. Can I, like, hold out my arm? How big is this monkey? Because I kind of want it to sit on my shoulder. I'm not going to lie. It's probably, like, two feet... (laughs) <laughs> oh no so i can't take it with me as a shoulder monkey uh as a backpack maybe um. <laughs> okay so i just give it an ear scritch and say thank you very much you've been very helpful my friend yes yes <laughs> we are friends. and then she goes over to yeah i think so do you have a name my name's meredith hello meredith do you have a name? No. Would you like a name? Yes. Oh, guys, I need help with the name. What, what shall we name the monkey? At you dug point. yourself this hole, my love. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not mm-hmm. getting you out of the naming naming hole. Okay, I'm going to call it Steve. Hi. Hey, Steve. Thank you very much for your help. Um, we may be back. Hopefully we'll be back. Uh, if you have any ideas about how to get downstairs under the water, I'm really, really all ears. But um, I'm going to go over there and, and with my other friends. And if you need anything, let me know. But thank you so much for your help. Okay. 
How long can one hold their breath? A creature can hold its breath for a number of, a number of minutes equal to one plus its constitution modifier. Minimum okay. of 30 seconds. Oh, that's three minutes. All right, great. That's so, two minutes for me. Um, I, uh, standing, standing at the, the, the foot of the stairs, um, I produce the constellation orb and I, I, I spin it around and the, the form of a, a squid coalesces onto the orb and then projects outward and a, 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 a giant squid made what looks like it's made out of stars appears in the water in front of me and, um, I, I say, I say to the squid, uh, uh, we're, we're going on, an, on a little investigation here, buddy, so um, uh, let's go. And I would like to uh, ride the squid, who follows my instructions, and uh, uh, investigate if I can find where this water's coming from uh, ah, this is in, so cool. in three minutes uh, that I have to, to do this. 